the enemy knows something that you just don't have a revelation of. Nothing and no one can stop the will of God for your life but you. Because once he plants that little seed in us, we run with that. The enemy has zero power over your life. If absolute truth is tainted, even if a little bit, it's deception. Hey, you guys, before we start this episode, I love to invite you to join our In Totality Patreon community. This is a place where we lean into vulnerability and perseverance. Meet me there today. Join now at www.patreon.com slash Megan Ashley. All right, guys, see you there. Hey, you guys, welcome to In Totality, a place where we celebrate authenticity and openness. We're here for those who are willing to explore, those who embrace imperfections, and for those with open hearts and minds. I'm excited to embark on this journey with you, and while I can't predict every twist and turn, I'm certain that God will be by our side with every step of obedience. Welcome to In Totality with me, your host, Megan Ashley. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to In Totality. I'm your host, Megan Ashley, and I'm so grateful that you are here joining me again on another episode. Um, so much has been going on. I'm, I'm like, there's Thanksgiving, there's the holiday season, there's so much going on. And I feel like as we're coming to the end of 2023, I wanted to share with you guys kind of like the thing that has been the most transformative um, journey that I've had in the last several months. And it's been the thing that has changed my walk with God. It has changed my relationships. It has changed how I'm a mom. It's changed uh, just me as a person, all of me in totality. It's changed everything. And um I wanted to kind of just share with you guys the thing that I struggle with the most. So you guys know I'm I'm very honest and vulnerable about my struggles and the things that I have struggled with. And um, if you've been following me for any amount of time, you guys know that I've, I've battled with um, depression and anxiety and um, I've even struggled with suicide and I've struggled with a lot of things. And the last seven months, I have been really asking God, like, man, like what, you know, why am I this way? What is it? What is it? You know, help me. And Genesis 3 is where it all started. <laughs> like, I tried to go back in my childhood and be like, where did this start with me? But at the end of the day, this started in Genesis 3, <laughs> like the fall of humanity is where this thing has started. And what I am talking about is the power of deception. And deception started in the garden with Adam and Eve. That's where that started. And that is where the enemy deceived Eve into sinning against God, which has left us where we are, right? So <clears throat> it was kind of interesting because I was telling Jay and Jordan about one of my favorite movies and it's the Truman Show. And I don't know if anybody, if you guys haven't watched it, I'm going to spoil the movie for you. So if you have not watched it, pause this, go watch it. It's on YouTube. You don't even have to leave the app. I know you're watching this on YouTube. You don't even have to leave the app. You can just pause this, save it for later. Go type in the Truman Show by Jim Carrey, or Jim Carrey's the star in it. And this movie came out in 1998, I believe. Um, and it was one of Jim Carrey's first movies, I believe. Right, Jordan? Wasn't this one of his? Like the fourth or the fifth. Fourth or the fifth. Okay, mm -hmm. you guys have to understand that we are, we just watched this <laughs> just a couple of days ago. So we are very, the zeal is at its all-time high, okay? Um, and we just went down a rabbit hole of like looking up articles and just all these things about the movie. But um, I told Jordan and Jay to watch it because the movie was always so interesting to me. Um, it stars Jim Carrey. And basically, he is living in his own reality show. And he doesn't know it. But he's he is the star of The Truman Show. And he has no idea. He lives in this world, in this town, in this community. 
and believes that it's his it's the real world and um things just go awry in in his life and he realizes that he's been deceived and as we're watching this movie we were like oh my god this is literally what the enemy does like he deceives us he try tricks us into thinking that the reality that we think is reality is real and it's not. And the reason why this was so impactful to me is because I have been deceived probably my entire life on who God is and how he sees me. And I think that it would be, I would be doing a disservice to my audience, to you guys, to any everyone that I have some sort of impact or influence, I would be doing you a disservice by not being honest with you about the thing that has attacked my journey the most. And it has been my identity in Christ. Like I did not see myself the way that God saw me. And because I didn't see myself the way that God saw me, how could I ever see others the way that God sees them? If I couldn't see myself as an image bearer, it was really hard to to see or treat other people like an image bearer. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, the movie is Jim Carrey. And he is, uh, like I said, starring in his own reality show and he doesn't and he doesn't realize it. And um, all these like random things start happening that just don't make sense. And um and you just see kind of how he's fighting for truth. And I think, like, would you guys agree? I feel like that is, like, towards the mm -hmm. middle part to the end of the movie. It's just this massive, intense pursuit to just try to find out, like, what the heck is actually going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I just, I wanted them to watch it. And so one night, I think, I don't know what day it was, but I was like, you got, like, let's all watch the movie. And the boys were you know, me and Eli were falling asleep on the couch. And the next morning I wake up and Jordan's like, how dare you fall asleep on us after watching that movie? Um, what was you guys, like, how did you guys feel when you first watched it? When I first watched it, I thought it was speaking directly to the current times, like the present. Yeah. I thought it was way ahead of his time in a sense of social media is, well, it'll take you out of your own world, you'll miss out on your own world trying to watch somebody else's. Yeah. And that's what was happening in the movie. People were standing behind bars that they worked at watching somebody else's Police slide. officers you, you not know. doing mm -hmm. their job. They were like, leave them in the car. Mm -hmm. We'll get them mm -hmm. later. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was just really speaking to where we're at now currently. And for it to come out before social media was even introduced yeah. to the world. That's God. So the movie came out in 1998 and in the... The article that we were reading in Vanity Fair, which you should go look up that article because there was some stuff in there that <laughs> I'll read you a few quotes that are in that article. But it was like, it's crazy. But the 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 script was finished, was being finalized. The script was being finalized as the real world was getting ready to be premiered. Mm -hmm. And the real world is the first reality show. And so this was this is why this movie is like known to be still to this day one of the most prophetic movies of modern times because of how much the Truman show is a reflection of where we are now mm -hmm. in 2023. And it's just insane to me like watching it again I the movie I've seen that movie since I was a kid and it's always been one of my favorite, but rewatching it on this side of society, on this side of social media is like, oh my gosh. But I'm going to read you a quote that, um, from the Vanity Fair article that Jim Carrey said, and it was something that like, I was like, oh dang. And Jim Carrey is like, <laughs> about to be my new favorite person. Yeah, um, he's definitely mine. Yeah. Jordan went and looked up every article she could find. Um, but he said, okay, he said, when I sit in a car or in a, a van or a room and I see 90% of the people with their faces glowing 
and their eyes in the palm of their hand, I go, mm -hmm. he says, this is Orwellian. Is that I say that right? Orwellian? Mm-hmm. Orwellian. I think it's either or. And you guys should look that up. I, it's about a guy basically saying Truman was prophetic. Um, it says their consciousness has been reduced to what other people think, period. I do enough of it myself. I'm not innocent, but I am cognizant. I see what's happening in the world because of this easy access show, social media and the contraptions we drag along with us like a ball and chain. This new appendage we've been saddled with. And then this is what he says. Listen to this. And I think of Steve Jobs in hell being pursued relentlessly for eternity by demons who want a selfie. Let that sit. This is Jim Carrey. This wasn't um this wasn't Oral Roberts that said this. This wasn't Catherine Hugh what was her what's her name? Catherine uh Coleman. Coleman that said this. This wasn't the great T D Jakes that said this. This was Jim Carrey. He said, I see Jim Steve Jobs being pursued relentlessly for eternity by demons who want a selfie. So it, it rendered this thought, what is happening and what is the goal? And then I started to look at the movie and then I started to look at my life and I'm, and I'm seeing these parallels of deception. It's deception. The same way that they wanted to deceive Right. And I thought it was interesting how the creator of the Truman show in the actual movie, not the the it's so crazy, not the creator of the Truman show, the reality show, not the movie, the reality show in the movie. His name was Kristoff and they spell it Christ with an F. So C-H-R-I-S-T-F. Christ, 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 O-F, O-F, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. Christ, off, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought that was interesting, that that was his name, Christoph, right? And he's the creator of The Truman Show and how he sat up high and he, you know, was looking down low and the way they portrayed it really gave, it, it lended its way to maybe saying that this is God because mm -hmm. he sits high and looks low and, you know, I think there was some some of that in there. Huh? Or at the very least, Truman's God. Truman's God, mm -hmm. yeah. And um and he has this plan to produce this reality show. Now, mind you, and again, I said spoiler, so I'm about to give you some information about the movie. If you want, just go watch it. But he has been in this reality show since he was before he was born. Right. They he he just they have been they were preparing to take a child. Right. And it, and this was interesting, too. It was unplanned pregnancies that they like women that had unplanned pregnancies and whoever was born at the time that the show was supposed to start was the child that got picked to do this reality show. Mm -hmm. Right. Without their consent. Um, in they the movie, adopted they, him. Huh? they adopted him. Yeah, the I was about to say the movie company. talked about how they adopted it was the first time that they ever adopted a child, a corporation ever adopted a child. This is all in the in the movie, right? And um, the sole goal at the end of the day, when it was all boiled down, was to deceive him, was to cause him to think that his reality was real, that the reality that they conspired and constructed was real. And and it was interesting to me how everything looked real. Everything looked real. Everything that he was experiencing was real to him because he was the only one that didn't know that this was a whole show. So everything that Truman experienced was real to him, yet he was being deceived. It wasn't real. They were actors. His wife was an actor. His mom was an actor. His father was an actor. His best friend was an actor. All being used for the plan that the creator of the Truman Show had, right? His little min they were basically like his little minions mm -hmm. that were helping facilitate this deception, right? And 
some major points in the movie that just really stood out to me. And the reason why it's so important that for me, at least that I, that I brought this up is because the, I have to tell you that the enemy knows something that we don't know. The enemy knows that he has no power to forfeit the will of God for your life. He can't do that. He can't take anything from you. He can't do anything to you. He doesn't have the power to. But, and this was a quote from John Bevere that that has rocked me because you guys know I read The Beta Satan and that book rocked me. And when he said there is no man, no woman, no child, no organization, or no demon that can forfeit God's will for your life but you. And that's what the enemy knows that we don't know. He knows how real God is. He knows how incapable of really having any power over our lives. The enemy has zero power over us. But just like I said, where this deception has started for all of us is in Genesis 3. And what does the enemy say to Eve? Did he really say you'll die? Genesis 3 doesn't say that he took Eve by the neck, had a knife around her neck and said, eat it, eat it. He never, no, he said, I mean, he just doesn't want you to know the truth. He just wants to keep you, you know, he just wants to control you basically. Mm -hmm. He doesn't. And it was so interesting to me how in the Truman Show, He sits down with his mom. It's not really his mom. After seeing his dad after 22 years, he thought his dad drowned in a, in a boat, right? Um, and they show this scene where Truman's in the boat with his dad when he's little. And he's like, please, dad, please, please, like, come on, just, you know, he wants to stay in the boat. But the storm was coming. And so uh, Truman's dad falls over the boat and dies, drowns. Truman thinks he drowns, um, but we all know that this is a reality show. So his dad really didn't drown. Um, so his dad, 22 years later, kind of goes rogue and pops back on set. And Truman's like, dad, like he thought his dad drowned. And so he out of nowhere, all these people come and rush his dad away and cause a distraction to make it seem like he didn't see what he really saw. Right. And he goes and sits with his mom. And this is the thing that really burnt me up because I'm like, oh, I know the enemy has done this to me. He's like, mom, like I saw dad. I know it was him. And she was like, oh, I see him all the time too. That's just your guilt. You just have never gotten over what happened. So she plays on his trauma to make him think that He's just feeling guilty about what happened with him wanting to stay on the boat and his dad drowning, that he's imagining something that he didn't imagine, that he experienced, that he didn't experience something that he actually experienced. And she talked to him and the way that she was doing it, all I could think of was like, ugh, this is probably what he did in the garden. Ugh, it was just gross. It was like, oh, Truman, you're just... You just haven't gotten over, you know, what happened. But I've never blamed you. I've never blamed you. Like, it was just so disgusting, like deception. That was so deceptive because she knew the truth, but obviously it's a show. She's trying to play mm -hmm. into it. But it was just watching as an outsider looking in, right? So the movie is kind of trippy because you're watching people watch a show, right? Like you're watching as a viewer of the Truman Show, the movie, you're watching a reality show happening. It's weird. But just sitting back and watching someone be deceived that way. And, and all I felt like God kept showing me is like, this is how the enemy works with all of us. He likes to distort the actual reality to make it look like something that it's not. So just like what he did with Eve, oh, well, you, you, you won't surely die, right? 
And then she ate the apple and that's how we are. This is where we are now because of what she did. But there were so many parallels in the movie where I was like, yep, the enemy does that. The enemy does that. The enemy does that. Hey, Red, what are you up to? Just making sure all the M&M's gifts are wrapped and the balls filled. Remember that one holiday party when we had no M&M's? Oh, boy, I still have nightmares. The cookies? Yeah, you used all the M&M's candies that were meant to decorate the party treats to decorate snowmen. You did it again, didn't you? <laughs> they do look cute, though. Bringing cheer, M&M's for all fun kind. In the movie, Truman had a desire to be an explorer. And that never left him, which is why he was in the boat with his dad when his dad drowned, because he always wanted to be an explorer. Mm. And so to keep him bound, they, they did this from the age from and, and this is a point that I think Jay brought out. And he was saying how um, how the goal of the enemy in deception is to get him at a young age. Mm -hmm. It's to get him as early as possible. And so when you see Truman in the movie and he stands up and he goes, I want to be a great explorer. Immediately his teacher pulls down the map and she shuts down his desire. Oh, well, there's nothing left to explore. Mm -hmm. They've explored it all. Because what they knew was is that they or what they didn't realize is that they can control everything in his environment and they could have actors and do all this thing, but they could never control the desires that he had. They could not fit. All they could do is try to shut him down and make him forget that he wanted to be a great explorer or, or give him every reason that he couldn't be a great explorer. That's the trick of the enemy. So when you have something in your heart and you have this desire in your heart, and we talked about this in the episode with um, the woman who disciples me in Santoria we to know that that desire is coming from God is because it's it's a good thing and it's something that would serve him that's a good indicator that that's a desire that God has placed on your heart right and so if you have a desire like that and you hear oh you can't do that you'll never be able to do that some what would they think of you if you do that what what would they say what would they that I'm telling you those type of that type of rhetoric, that's not a God. That's not God. That's the enemy trying to shut down something that you have, like trying to prevent you from getting to where God wants you to go. Right. Because they knew that if 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 Truman wanted to be a great explorer, that means he would have to come outside of the walls of the deception. That means that they would be exposed. That would mean he would discover truth and that didn't fit their plan. So him being a great explorer, it's like, no, 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 no. You can't explore nothing. And there's nothing left to explore. So don't worry about that. Pick another hobby. How does somebody who has a desire as a child to be an explorer end up a insurance agent? Right? So another part that really was interesting, and I'm kind of just moving fast because I don't want to have too much time but that desire that he had never left him the desire to explore the desire to see to 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 see truth never left him and there's this woman this in in college when they show him in college there's this girl who catches his attention and she really has a heart for him and she Although she's an actor on set, she starts to realize that this is not okay. And she wants to give him the truth. And so she's like, let's go. Like, I'm going to, you know, let's go right now and let's run away and, you know, go to the beach so they can be together. But the show had tried to keep them apart. And they end up coming together and they they run away or escape the cameras kind of. And um, they go on the beach and they have this moment and they kiss. And you could tell that he's like, he really likes her and he sees something different in her and she really sees him. And you can tell that he can feel that she sees him. And then all of a sudden, here comes the interruption. Here comes the interruption of a guy pretend that's an actor, obviously, that pretends to be the girl's dad. And he jumps out of the car after discovering them on the beach. And he goes, sorry about her. 
don't you know she's just having an episode because she's telling him this is all fake don't trust anybody you got to get out of here this is fake this is not real you know this you got to get out of here don't trust anyone they're all fake and so here comes this interruption and it's her dad and he's like she's just having another episode she brings all of her boyfriends here i'm so sorry and grabs her and takes her away and i thought about how in our lives how the enemy is no different if he sees you starting to pursue truth know that some interruptions are getting ready to come to try to debunk those truths no 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 it's you're that that's they're just lying to you they don't really love you they don't really they don't really care about you they say that to everybody right to interrupt the pursuit to truth it was interesting to me that every single person in that movie that tried to give him the truth was labeled crazy every person in that movie that was trying to label or that was trying to get him to know the truth was labeled or was was taking was taken away from him they had to be removed right they had to be perceived crazy i thought that was interesting too and then we move forward and and Truman, um, you see him trying to conquer this fear, fear of water because that's how his dad dies. So there's trauma there. Right. And so every time he tries to go across the bridge of water, you see him really trying to conquer this fear and he just can't do it so much so that his wife is in the car with him and they're getting ready to drive over the bridge. And she kind of, you know, he's kind of realizing that something's off and so he's spiraling right and she gets they're in the car and they get to the bridge and you can see a relief in her she's like oh he is not going to drive over this bridge and so she tells him oh Truman you know you can't do this you can't drive over this bridge I'm telling you guys these things because I need you to know how the enemy works how he talks that's how he oh you can't do that you can never conquer that. Do you think that that's what God would say to you? Because God calls you more than a conqueror. So why would the God tell you that you couldn't conquer something? Right? All of these little things that happen throughout the movie as he's trying to pursue truth. And then, but you see, there comes a point in the movie, and I feel like this is, I identify with this even so much more now because I know what it feels like to come to the end of your deception. Mm -hmm. And Truman came to the end of his deception. And what was interesting to me and what I loved about it was that he gave no indication that he had come to the end of his deception mm -hmm. to his enemy, to his perceived enemy, which would be all the actors and everyone else. He had this episode where he kind of was spiraling because all these things just weren't making sense. So he was spiraling, like literally just looking at it. It's like, oh, he's going crazy. Mm -hmm. Now he's the problem, right? Because he knows something's off and everyone's lying to me. And, you know, so he comes to this place of the end of his deception. And what I loved about it is that he went about his day as if nothing had changed. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan and veggie, and more. There's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition pack add-ons to help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. Snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done all the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved and nutritious and delicious. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. Flexible for your schedule, 
Get as much or as little as you need by choosing six to 18 meals a week. Plus, you can pause and reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are 100% ready to eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com totality50 and use code totality50 and get 50% off. That's code totality50 at factormeals.com totality50 to get 50% off. All right, guys, back to the show. All right, guys, before we continue on with this episode, just a quick announcement. Black representation in media is super important to our community as it promotes diversity, challenges stereotypes, and allows for more authentic storytelling. It helps foster a sense of belonging and can positively impact societal perceptions and breaking down biases. Tabitha Brown, Ava DuVernay, Viola Davis, Issa Rae all have made significant contributions to film, television, and media paving the way for more diversity and inclusion. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories and Black truths. I recently listened to an episode titled The Civil Rights Generation. The show gives a deeper look into the stories beyond the history book providing first-hand accounts of what happened from the people who actually lived it. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center Black voices. It's NPR's Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices that are varied, nuanced, and Black. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. All right, guys, back to the show. In him, he did exactly what they wanted him to do. He did his line, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. He gave a little head tilt. He did the smile. He said, how, good morning. He, he did the normal routine. And so because, because this is what you have to know, the enemy is not omnipresent or omniscient. He does not know. He's not inside knowing your heart and your mind. Mm -hmm. He can't see. The Bible talks about only, only God can see the heart of a man and the thoughts of a man. Like only God can see that. So if God is saying only he can see it, it's telling you the enemy can't. Right? So even though the enemy has constructed a deceptive reality, right? And set it up for Truman to be deceived. He could never see what was happening on the inside of him. And so Truman gets to the end of his deception. He goes about his day normal. And so they, th because they have built this, this show based off of his patterns, mm -hmm. not based off of they know what he's going to say and do, but they just take inventory of how he lived and what he normally does. And so the actors respond to his normal behavior, his patterns. The enemy is taking inventory of your patterns because he can't see your thoughts. He can't see your heart. He just takes inventory of your patterns, right? And so he looks at how you respond and how you react to things, which is the same way they did in the Truman Show. They were able to say, they were able to come back with these quick things because they had taken inventory of his patterns for 30 something years, mm -hmm. his entire life. And so he goes about this day normal, like anything happens. So the enemy kind of, he messed, the enemy messed up. They messed up the production team. I keep calling them the enemy because they were the enemy. I was so mad at them, but mm -hmm. the production team messes up and they get laxed. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, 
Well, he's been, since he woke up, he's been doing the same routine. Mm -hmm. And they took their eye off of him. And so when they went back, he had already been gone. He was on his pursuit to figure out how to get out of here. And so they're searching for him and everyone in the town, they're holding hands and flashlights and Truman, Truman. They're going all over the place, looking, 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 looking. And guess where Truman was? (laughs) In the boat, in the water. Why do you think they didn't look there? Because they had conspired a trauma for him. They thought that because of how traumatizing it was for him to lose his dad in the water and saw his patterns of how he was never able to conquer water. He was never able to even walk over a bridge that had water on it. Why would Truman be in the water? That made no sense. But that's where he was at because what they did not see was what was happening on the inside of him. They didn't see the courage that was built on the inside of him. They didn't see that he had came to the end of his deception. And so they looked everywhere else but where he was in the water. And so now Truman's in the water. And so now what do they have to do? Because this is a fake reality, right? So now we're going back to the trauma and we're going to, the, the guy, Kristoff, who's the creator of, you know, of the reality show, he says, he looks at the guy and he basically gives him the look like, you know what to do. The operator and the operator is like, okay, now we're going to access the weather. And so he sends in the storm and the winds are going, they're going, the, the lightning and the rain and the wind and the waves are just crashing and crashing. I mean, smacking the boat and Truman's getting tossed left and right, left and right. And he stays, I mean, he holds on, he's not giving up. He's not giving up. The, so the guy gets frustrated, right? Kristoff gets frustrated and he's like, you know, more, more wind, turn it up more, turn it. Like he's getting mad now because he's now, he didn't see this coming. He didn't see Truman persevering this way. So now he gets mad and he turns it up so badly that it knocks him off the boat. And Truman is drowning in the water. And the people that work for Christoph let him know that, you know, he's going to die doing this and he doesn't care. And he doesn't care. He's going to die and he doesn't care. I'm not pressing it. And then Kristoff takes the controls and presses it himself. Because of, because when you go, okay, let me just wait. Let me just wait. So anyway, because this fires me up. (laughs) This to the end of the movie. This to the end of the movie fires (laughs) me up. So he goes, uh, he turns the wind up and Truman's under this water and he's drowning. And now mind you, this is on live TV because they're broadcasting the Truman show 24 hours a day all around the world, right? And so they're, everyone's kind of just watching him drown. And so he says, like, the enemy gives up, and he, or enemy, Kristoff gives up, and he's like, that's enough. That's enough. And Truman gets out of the boat, and he goes, is that all you got? That's it? That's all you got? And, and then the storm stops. Truman is sailing still. He's still on this boat and he's sailing. He, the, they stop all the storm and all the rain and all the wind and all the waves. And his boat, you know, Truman is just sailing. And all of a sudden, his boat crashes to the end of the set. His boat goes right through the, through the wall. And Truman gets out of the boat. Ah, gives me cheers. Truman gets out of the boat. And the way that they show this picture they show Truman getting out of the boat and he walks and it looks like he's walking on water and then he goes up these steps and Kristoff is like let me talk to him I want to talk to him and so the way that they portray Kristoff talking to him it was like the voice of God because he's on the intercom and you know Truman's on this boat and he can hear you know or he's not on the boat anymore he's on the steps but he can hear him and it sounds like God it's like Truman you know, it's like imitating this God-like voice. And um, this is what he said that tripped me and got me riled up. He says, Truman, I've been watching you since before you were born. 
And when he said that, because remember, y'all, I had fell asleep when they watched the movie. So I didn't watch it with them. I rewatched it with them the next day, the next morning, because I fell asleep towards the end. And I didn't remember that part. I didn't remember Kristoff saying, I've been watching you since before you were born. I screamed because I said, that's exactly something that the enemy would say. Because a God would have said, I knew you before you were born. But the enemy has been watching you since before you were born. He's been watching you, but he never knew you. And Truman says to him, you were never in my head. And I'm here to tell you the enemy has never been in your head. He can't see what's going on on the inside of you. All he can do is manipulate and, and, and deceive you into thinking things that aren't real. Into thinking that something's real and it's not. Into thinking that you're incapable, but you are. Into thinking that God hasn't forgiven you, but he has. Into thinking that you're not worthy, but you are through Jesus. He can't see what's going on, but he can influence you. And so you see this, com this confrontation between Christoph and Truman, and it looked like it was so parallel to where I have, where I have come to. Getting out of the, going through the storm, going through it and, and being knocked down and drowned and being tossed and turned. It felt like I was watching myself for the last seven months. I was watching it in this movie and how I've gotten to the end of this deception and Truman getting out of the boat, which was so symbolic to how when Peter stepped foot out of the boat to pursue Jesus and how he was walking on water, faith, walking on water, that's the way it was depicted and how he ascended he walked up the steps to a door that was, and when he opened the door, it was black. You couldn't see anything on the other side of that door. But he just knew this ain't it. I don't know what's on the other side of the door, but this ain't it. And he never, which was also interesting to me, Truman never got angry at Kristoff. He didn't give him the satisfaction of having this massive reaction and screaming. And how could you? You lied to me. You deceived me. Da -da -da. You didn't see anything. Kristoff uh, gets so angry. He's like, well, say something. You're on TV. Say something. And Truman looks, turns around, and he looks up, and he smiles, and he said, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. And he takes a bow. And he walks into the unknown. And I was just like, this is the most prophetic movie I have ever seen in my life. Because that I that what he did is what I feel like I have been pursuing and what happened to me in the last seven months is going through the storm, persevering, not fighting back. And how that wasn't him persevering was enough. He didn't have to fight back in the enemy. All he had to do was persevere. All he had to do was have faith. That was it. I just want to encourage you guys. Number one, watch the movie first. It will, this podcast will make so much more sense when you watch the movie. But it was so interesting to me how God showed me of just what the end of that deception looks like. I don't know. And to tell you that the enemy knows something that you just don't have a revelation of. And it's that nothing and no one can stop the will of God for your life but you. He can't do it. Which is why he's so weak and why he has to manipulate things and distort the truth. Because once he plants that little seed in us, what we as humans are capable of doing, we run with that, right? And so I'm just here to tell you that he has no power. The enemy has zero power over your life. And that if it isn't absolute truth, 
and it's tainted. If absolute truth is tainted, and even in, even if a little bit, it's deception. That's the only way the enemy can conquer you is through deception. Because he doesn't have any power. And even though Truman had spent his entire life in this deception, he had zero clue of what the real world looked like. He had no clue. But that thing on the inside of him that kept pulling him towards truth, it didn't matter how much he did not know. It didn't matter how much he feared on the other side of it. He walked into truth and didn't look back. And so as we're coming towards the end of this year, I think it's so vital that you are aware of the ways that the enemy has deceived you. I want you to go into the new year with a true revelation of who God is and how he sees you. And once you have that, then you will be able to combat whatever the enemy tries to throw at you, any deception that he tries to throw at you, because you've gotten a true revelation of who God is and how he sees you. And in my life, I have struggled so hard with seeing myself the way that God sees me, and it has distorted the truth. I thought that God only wanted to use me, but not know me and love me. I thought that God didn't care about my suffering. I thought that God didn't care that I was hurting. I thought God had abandoned me when both sets of my parents were divorcing at the same time. I thought that God hated me when I got pregnant before I was married. I thought God would never forgive me for having thoughts of aborting my first son or wanting to hurt myself or end my life. I, I had convinced myself or I had allowed the enemy to deceive me so much that I thought my life was not worth anything. And I mean, up until like seven months ago. I wouldn't even give it a full seven. Five months. But I had come to the end, like Truman had came to the end of this set. I had came to the end of my deception. And I got out of that boat. I'm getting out of that boat every day. I'm walking on faith. Ascending to where he's called me to be. And even if it means ascending and going through a door that I don't know what's on the other side. But if he's with me, if God is with me, that's all that matters. I don't have to know what's on the other side of the door. I just have to know that he's with me. I just have to know that he is the way, the truth, and the light. I have to know that. I have to know that if he's for me, who can be against me? I have to know that if I knock, he will answer. And I didn't know that for so long because the enemy had deceived me. And maybe your deception isn't in the same way. But I'm telling you, it's his number one tool, deception. Oh, no, you can keep sleeping with that boy. Y'all eventually get married. Deception. Oh, you don't have to forgive them because remember what they did to you? Deception. It's deception. And, and I just, I just hate it. I hate deception. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Really quick because I was talking about deception so much and I, I, quoted some Bible, but I didn't give you scripture to kind of help you in that. Um, go to, you know what? I mean, read the book of James. <laughs> Just read the book of James. It's four chapters, y'all. It's four chapters. It's real quick and it's very clear. James didn't come to play no games. He said, I am here for a short, short time. Here is what it is. And that's that. 
James got to it and he said, that's it. The one I, I, James has become one of my favorite books of the Bible. I could probably read James every day. So just mm-hmm. start there. Read the book of James on how to live, on how to have faith, how to walk with God. Just read the book of James. Um, We're going to take a break from the episode because our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It's robust, more than a smile or a laugh. It's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy and make sure you look out for my joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. Let's get back to the show. If you guys are joined on my Patreon, you know that I have a phone number. You can text, call, uh, voicemail, voice memo. Your question can be read here on the podcast. You can be a part of the show. And so I have a voicemail. All right. This is a voicemail. I'm going to play it so you guys will hear it all together for the first time. Okay, first, I love you, Jay. You inspire me completely. Um, So I was in a relationship with someone. We broke up two years ago. And then he cheated on me, right? And then he tried to cheat back to my life. And then God kind of I feel gave me like two, like three different confirmations. But I felt that he was the one. But I don't know. I feel like I, I still feel a little bit of doubt. But a confirmation was, for example, him saying, a word that I pray that he would say. And I I feel sure because of it, but then again, I just kind of feel like, I don't know, he... Uh-oh. Hold on, let me go back. I do as an entrepreneur and everything, I have a mom from your job. Oops, that's not it. Sorry. I felt that he was the one, but I don't know. I feel like I, I still feel a little bit of doubt. But a confirmation was, for example, him saying a word that I pray that he would say. And I, I feel sure because of it. But then again, I just kind of feel like, I don't know, he cheated on me, right? I don't know. I just really need advice. My name's Car, by the way. Thank you. Hope to hear from you. Okay, Car. Did she say how old she was? Huh? I didn't, hear I didn't hear it either. Um, I just, I also don't always feel like I'm in a position to give relationship advice, but don't get caught up in those things as far as like, oh, I prayed. If he says a specific word, then I know it's God. Like, I think you need to be mindful of doing stuff like that. And I think you need to pray and ask God what his will is. God, what's your will? Do you want me in this relationship? Right? Do you want, is this the person that you want in my life in a romantic way? And invite God into that that conversation. Invite him into that that challenge that you're having you need to invite and I would even go as far as saying that it might be beneficial to take time apart and just seek God for a minute so that you know that you're hearing him clearly so that way when you have these things like oh he said he just said the same word that I was just thinking of and you think that it's God it's like but you don't know it's because there's too many voices there's too many hands in the pot sometimes you have to isolate that for a season and just set it aside and get before God so that you know that you're hearing him clearly. So if he is saying you need to lay that relationship down, you know that it's him. And if he is saying you need to steward the relationship better, you know it's him. So I would I would say invite God into that. And try to confirm what you feel in his word so that you know if it's him or not. Because God's word is the same. And the same power it had then is the same power it has now. And he will speak to you through his word, period. So, Shar, I pray that 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 helps you. Um, Yeah, don't don't let the enemy deceive you. Don't let the enemy deceive you. That's all I can say. I can't, I can't. And maybe one day I'll be a little bit more eloquent in, in how I present it. But my heart, 
at the end of it all is just to warn you to not be deceived. God, and especially for those who are pursuing God, like for everyone, but I'm telling you for those who are pursuing God, Centuria says something like the second you decide to pursue God, you are public enemy number one for the enemy. Like he is on, like he's, you are his number one top priority. And he knows that his only weapon is deception. That's his only, that's his only thing. You don't got nothing else. He ain't powerful enough. And he can use and deceive you in any way if you allow him. And so you just got to shut the door on those things, shut it and keep pursuing truth. Just like Truman did, no matter what, no matter how bad the storm gets, no matter how many waves come, no matter how strong the wind is, don't give up. Don't give up pursuing truth. Jordan Jay, did you guys have anything you wanted them to know? Because y'all were real fired up about this. Um, Proverbs is another book um, that I feel like will help with deceit and knowing how to find wisdom and what will happen if you choose to not look for knowledge or what does it say to, if you don't look for knowledge well it says you're a fool well and then my favorite one <laughs> is uh proverbs uh, i can't think but i think it's verse 18 and it's in the beginning but he said anyone that goes against the knowledge of god yep you should be popped in the mouth. So that's Jordan's favorite fool. one because it gave permission to hit people for being deceived and thinking that it's okay. It's like yeah. if you've gotten that far with your deception, yes, you need to be popped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about who, but either here or there. She but said <laughs> you will get popped. Now it might be by me if you keep playing. <laughs> that's but, hilarious yeah because the knowledge is out there but proverbs it's it goes on and on about the benefits of wisdom and how god looks at you if you just get the knowledge so that you can develop your wisdom yeah yeah i love that jay um i would say jay ha hates deception y'all probably more <laughs> than Deception is the the deal breaker for me. Like, <laughs> if the first smell or hint of deception, <laughs> I'm done. Not the first smell. <laughs> if, if, if I get a waft, <laughs> I'm yeah. going off. <laughs> yeah, but what I can I can encourage people with and to to what I got from it is to sharpen your sword, sharpen yeah. your sword, um, know the words so you can cross reference the things mm -hmm. that you will hear in life. And the enemy so conniving that he will get to the mic and talk to you and mm. we'll use AI to sound like you. Ooh. For sure. He, he, he'll, ah. he'll, he'll talk to you and it'll sound Preach like you. So, so if you can cross-reference what you're hearing to what God has said, you don't yep. even have to worry about the sound that, you know, the sound of the voice. It's just yep. what, it's the substance of it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't line up with your, you know, what your sword is telling you. All right, you guys, at this point, I know we can spot a too good to be true health hack a mile away. Do you check for the latest studies on health aging or do you read labels like it's your job? Come on, be honest, is that you? Well, congratulations, you're a skeptic. And Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds their standards. Ritual's Essential for Women is USP verified, so you know you can trust what you're putting in your body. Only about 1% of supplement brands on the market have the USP verified mark, which shows that the product contains the ingredients actually listed on the label. I love Ritual Essentials because for women 18 and older, this is one of the few multivitamins that are vegan, non-GMO, project verified, gluten and major allergen free, certified bee crop and made traceable. Gentle on an empty stomach with a minty essence in every bottle that helps making taking your multivitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash totality. Start Ritual or add a Central for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash totality for 25% off. All right, back to the show. 
Okay, you guys, before we continue on with this episode, have you ever been on a hunt for a new doctor and you ask everyone? So I totally know what this feels like. You ask everybody who you know for a doctor that listens to you, knows what you need, makes you feel comfortable. After weeks of searching and asking everyone around town, you finally find the one. It's close to the kids' school, it's close to your house, it's amazing, it checks all the boxes. So then you call the office, you make an appointment, and they actually have an available appointment. Everything is working out just right. But then the receptionist tells you that the perfect doctor that you've been waiting for and you search all over for doesn't take your insurance. I'm telling you right now, wipe the tears, put away the ice cream, and head over to ZocDoc.com to find and book a doctor who is right for you and takes your insurance. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for ones that take your insurance, that are located near you, and treat almost every and any condition you're searching for. These doctors have verified reviews from actual real patients, not robots. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc.com is between 24 and 72 hours. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments. You can find the doctor you want and book them immediately with just a few app taps. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Go to ZocDoc.com totality and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc.com totality. ZocDoc.com slash totality. All right, guys, back to the show. Yeah, that's why the Bible says take every thought into captivity and make it come into submission of the knowledge of Christ. Anything that tries to come up against the knowledge of Christ, you got to cast it down. And when we were talking about it in the office, Jay brought this up and it was such a good point talking about the, the word being your sword and how every day when you pick it up, you're sharpening in that. You're mm -hmm. sharpening your sword. Every day when you pick it up, you sharpen it. And so when those intrusive thoughts come that are not from God and they're from the enemy, you can slice through it without hardly any effort. You ever had a sharp knife? You cut through an uh, uh, onion, it's like butter. You cut through a tomato, it's like, like easy without a sound. It just slices. The precision of it is perfect. You got to sharpen your sword, pick it up every single day on the days that you want to, on the days that you don't want to, because you do not know when the enemy is going to attack you. And, and when he does, you got to be like, you'll have it there ready. And it has sliced right through that slice right through it every time with, without a lot of effort because it's sharp. But it, a, it, a dull knife, you got to. You need a little bit of effort, though, to at least pick it up, though, and because it's one thing it. to have a sharp knife in your, you know, sharp sword in your sheath, but you have to be willing to pick it up. Yep. You got to participate. Yeah. And that's the thing. God isn't asking you to be perfect. He's asking you to participate. Mm -hmm. Just pick it up. Just pick it up. I'm not asking you to know it through and through. But I'm asking you to read at least something every single day so it's deposited in you so that when the so that the helper can help you. Mm -hmm. So that the Holy the Holy Spirit was left here as a helper. And when you deposit this and you sharpen your sword and you put it inside of you, that helper gonna come. He's gonna pull. You may not know, remember it, but your spirit knows it. And he is gonna pull it out and try to slice through that. So participate. Sharpen your sword. Know what deception looks like. I am not, and let me let me be clear. I am not your pastor. You need to go look in the word. Find this in the word. Go look up scriptures that talk about deception so that you know how to pray it. So that you know where it's at. So that your fingers found it. Go find where this, go read Genesis. Go read Genesis 3. Go like go do that so that you know it for yourself. It's one thing for me to believe it. I believe it. I listen <laughs> with or without this podcast. I'm picking up my sword with or without this podcast. I'm picking it up every day on camera, off camera. I'm picking this thing up and living by it. I'm fine. 
but that don't do nothing if you don't do it. You have to do it. You have to pick this up and know it for yourself. Yes, there are amazing podcasts out there. I pray I'm one of them. Yes, there are God, there are people out here that are giving you the, the truth and I pray I'm one of them. But at the end of the day, this has to be a personal thing between you and him. And you got to pick up your sword and you got to sharpen it yourself. So don't go into this new year deceived. Because things are happening. Spiritually, things are happening. We see what's happening in our world right now. And my mom used to always tell me what's happening in the physical is always an indication of something that God's doing spiritually. Something's happening. And I don't want you to not be ready for it. God doesn't want you to be left behind. He desires you. He desires you to be with you, to know you, and for you to know him. So don't go into this new year deceived. Don't do it. I'm telling you, do not do it. I love y'all, Shar. Thank you for your question. I love you guys. Make sure you follow me on all the platforms. Please join my Patreon. Um, you really get to kind of see a different side of me. I feel like when I come on here for this podcast, I'm here to do a thing. And um, I can be very serious about that thing and passionate about that thing. And, you know, I'm not a super bubbly person, but um, I do have personality um, <laughs> outside of just telling everyone to love Jesus. Um, I do have person. I do. I have some personality. Um, and uh, so you get to see that more on my Patreon in my docu-series um, in totality. You get to see it in there and, and you kind of get to see the behind the scenes of my life, how I'm being discipled, how I'm being a mom, how I'm, you know, learning and training um, to disciple Jay and Jordan and, and hopefully others like you one day, I, you know you get to kind of see all of that laughing, joking, being goofy, you know, whatever, just, you get to see all of it. So I hope that you join my Patreon and join the village community. Um, and yeah, I love you guys. Go watch the Truman show. Tell me your thoughts. Let's talk about it in the chat. Let's talk about it in the comments. I want to know what you think about the Truman show and how it relates to some, maybe some ways that you've been deceived by the enemy. Let's talk about it. Um, on Patreon, we have a live chat that we, I talk to them almost every single day in the live chat. We can talk about it on there. Um, but I love you guys and I hope that you have an amazing rest of the week and I'll see you next time. Hey, you guys, before you go, I just wanted to say how grateful I am for your love and support. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and share it with a friend or a family member. If you could do me one huge favor, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and a heartfelt review. It helps others just like you discover the podcast. You guys, let's continue to spread the inspiration. For more about me and the podcast, visit www.themeganashley.com. Until next time, stay encouraged that you are so valuable and so loved.